for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. You will need the meeting ID 848 725 450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, welcome to the Coffee Club for February the 19th. We originate this week from a very humid or sunny Naples, Florida. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer, where are you at? Are you out on the outside or where are you at? I'm in Illinois. You're in the lanai. With the windows open, and it's there's a little breeze. The birds are singing. So golfers an, are golfing. So it's so every once in a while you may hear a little golf cart go by. So while we've got you here, what's going on in your world? Mm, we're readjusting to the warm weather again, and we've had company and. That took me all of five seconds. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the flight and more of that, and more of that later. Let's uh, go down to Southwest Indiana, Evansville, and see what's going on with Michael Loff. Oh, good morning, everyone. I think you left at a good time. It's relatively warm, I suppose, for February. It's about forty degrees, so it's all good. But uh, 
Yeah, nothing too exciting here. Just uh, processing the news about Ira, and everyone's trying to make sense of what's going on over there. But uh, and we'll be talking about that one too. <laughs> it's yeah, only speculative. When we talk about it, it's only yeah, it's speculation. But I did get some, I think, useful info yesterday when we talk about. Okay, we'll talk about that in just a few. We'll get around to some of our members. Dave and Chris, besides waiting on Walmart or getting your Walmart order, how has your day been? Well, it's it's a little chilly here today. Um, it's going to be cold for the next couple of days and then warm up around Monday. We but got our Walmart order in and got all the frozen stuff and refrigerated stuff put away, so that's good. Very, very good, and you're just ready to hang out and... and We'll be doing a demo here in a little while, but we'll be getting to that all in good time. Let's go to Jeff in Albany, New York. Where? Oh, thank you very much, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't mean to interrupt you. It's, it no. is about 30 degrees here. Maybe the high will be 34 with lots of wind today, and it's going to be cold. But I can't com- How can you complain? We, we missed all the big snow. The last time we had a real a lot of snow was before Christmas when we had two feet. And we really haven't had so much, so I really can't complain. I have a pet peeve, and I think Chris and I will talk about this later as well. It's from a shopping company that you and I both know, and we're not. And I can tell you, Chris and Dave and myself are not happy campers. No, I think some of us get that way. Um, let's see, let's see. We've got Radio Tim, who's not feeling too well today. Yeah. Good morning. Um, not. Uh not in a great radio mood, so I'm I'm going to take today off for my regular show. But uh, hopefully, well, I'm sure I'll be back tomorrow. If you want to get cured from your cold, what you do is you drink a, like a shot of Southern Comfort, and you and you crawl under the covers and let and let the, the the and just sweat it out. And I think by the next day you'll feel better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I already had the sweating it out this morning and. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty much gone by even later today, but I'm not sure because the cough is way better than it was yesterday. Well, let's hope it does, and you get back on track. And it's darn cold here. It's one. Ooh, that's cold. So, yeah, but it is supposed to get up to 40 on Saturday and Sunday, so that's not too bad. I was gonna say for you guys, that's like a that's like that's like a heat wave, isn't it? At this time oh, of year, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Well, it was eighty-five here yesterday, but who's bragging? Okay, do we have some? <laughs> we have two of our usuals raising their hand. We have. Uh, oh no! It got to eighty-eight yesterday. Oh, eighty-eight. Lows about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. So the thermometer in the car said eighty-eight. That's great. I love it. Bring it here, please. <laughs> Bill raised his hand. Bill and Jerry have raised their hands. Okay, let's, let's take care first. of them. All right, Chicago, Bill. Okay, well, it's 17 degrees here. We're supposed to get to 40 somewhere, almost 50 on Sunday, too. Anyways, what I want to mention, uh, last week, you know, I was for part of the uh, coffee club in the morning. I went to a meeting at the mayor's office. And what it was, it was a bunch of, sen- it was a bunch of us senior citizens. And... The head of uh, Northwestern Medicine there, Dr. Motes, and he was describing some of the new devices coming out for elderly people or anybody to wear. The new wearing devices that you can wear 
and you will not have to go to your doctor for your physical. They can check everything on this device. It'll transmit it to it. It'll be coming out soon. And another one is the same thing. It gives you well, it's exercises and also it tells you other things. But the one that really amazed me, and it's probably another year before it comes out, they've got a new glucose meter coming out that you wear that doesn't need to prick any part of your body because it's just some people with the Libras not get an infection from them. But this one, you'll wear it just like a watch, and it'll automatically tell you if your blood sugar is too low or your blood sugar is too high, and it also can transfer your readings to the doctor. Does that work with based on the on the sugar in your sweat, Bill? Is that how that works? Yes, I don't know how. Or he just he just telling about it. He didn't go on in all the detail, but that's what I figure it probably works off the uh, off I'm, your skin I'm, or something, right? I'm very disappointed in you, Bill. Why? Why? Because you didn't you didn't listen to the podcast last Thursday. Oh, I listen, I listen to podcast Thursday. Then you get my then you get the message off the uh, 0595? I put it on two and said yeah, I heard it. I, oh, I didn't I didn't get it, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I listened but, to it. I listened to it later um, the next day. I listened to it. Bill, did he say if this was going to work through the iPhone or anything like that? No, it just it'll just work. Well, I don't know if it's on the iPhone, but anyway, it'll transmit to the doctor. It probably he didn't say it'll go through your iPhone. Probably was to go through your iPhone or an Android phone. But anyways, it will just pick up the readings, and it'll it'll it either vibrate if you're too low or something, or let you know if you're too low or you're too high, and also it will um, send your readings, whatever whatever the doctor wants to read them, we well, can pick them up anytime you want. It'll go into your record. Well, I hope it sends up to your iPhone or some other other product. So you, you can read it, it yourself, yes, too. Yes, it probably does. He didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't even think to ask him that. He was just describing how it would work. So I imagine the other, the others probably work through iPhone also, the one that does. And, all, oh, another one they do have coming out is uh, you can set this one that does your physical to the doctor, you know, all your blood pressures and all that stuff. Uh, it will also, if you have uh, a problem with defibrillation, rapid heartbeat, it will forewarn you when that's going to take effect so you can take a, take action against it. Somehow it, it registers it before it happens because it happens before you actually feel it. So this, you know, like if people get a real rapid heartbeat, they call it defibrillation. You know, we're getting closer and closer to that Star Trek Enterprise uh, one. It's getting close. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, this this all come out of the uh, computer or the uh, you know thing in Las Vegas. That's where it all came out of. Oh, CES, yeah, yeah, the yeah. CE, uh, cons- I couldn't think of it. I can think, I can think of CE, but I, c- I want to say computer, consumer electronics, right? <laughs> but that—that's the latest thing I heard on that, and I thought, well, I'll just let people know oh, yeah. today what good stuff. What some of that stuff is to kind of look for. I don't know. If, I don't know if, my, if uh, Mike's ever heard of this stuff, but that's what's coming out, right? All right, so very good, Bill. I think we've all heard various forms of it, but we'll see. We got Jerry. Okay. I'll take care of him. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's uh, in the mid-30s here. Hey, uh, we have seven, they heard last night, we got seven dry days coming up in Indiana, PA. We're going to have the cold and the winds. We're supposed to get up to near 50 again by Monday. That seems to be the pattern that we're having. Hope everybody's doing well. Thank you, okay, Jerry. Okay, Jerry. Okay. Before we start our 
some of our discussion. I want to talk about a positive experience I had this last week, and it was an accessible one. I was able to go on my iPhone and do my boarding pass and do all that stuff through an airline called Spirit that we tried. And the service from we got to the airport to the time we departed the plane in Fort Myers was great. So I have to give that company a thumbs up. Uh, The seats were comfortable, and it wasn't a bad deal at all. So I have to give them a thumbs up. So remember them sometime if you fly, if you can take them. You can save a little money on fares, and that would be a whole other show sometime about airlines and luggage fees and you really got to be a savvy traveler and a smart shopper. But I have to give them a heads up. Uh, Michael, we might as well get the elephant out of the room and talk about IRA and maybe maybe you've got some more and I know I'll give a little more speculation and that's all it is, is speculation. Yeah, this would be definitely speculation. Uh, what happened last Friday is Ira did a Friday afternoon press release, which is normally done, you know, normally good press releases are on Monday morning. Uh, So Friday afternoon, they do it kind of keep it under the radar of the media. But basically, uh, the company was acquired by an entity calling itself Blue Diego. Now, the rumors are flying as to what's happening and why. But a few things we do know is that a number of people were let go from the company and that the Blue Diego, this uh, gentleman representing that entity, was already the COO, Chief Operations Officer for IRA. So this is someone already had inside track into the company. Now, again, the speculation is what's happening. Is this investment capital or what's going on? But the the rumors that I'm hearing is that IRA has grown too fast, got a little too top-heavy in management and so forth. In other words, the company did not grow as quickly as they thought or hoped that it would, didn't pick up enough new subscribers. So they're downsizing the company. Now, what that means, you know, will it take longer to, to get support at times, or will they maintain the 24-7 model? Or one of my biggest concerns is will they be able to maintain the free five-minute calls? So... But, you know, time's going to have to tell what's going on here, and things are going to roll out over time. But if you use the service, uh, there's no word that anything's going to radically change from your end from a user standpoint. But internally with the company, it looks like they've gotten too large too quick and didn't get all the new investment either from businesses, you know, to underwrite it or just new individuals picking up the service. My speculation, one of them is a little bit maybe. Now, this is speculation they might have been a little top heavy on the um you know with some of the hires is you know there was a lot of coordinator this and that my and this is my own personal opinion i'm not speaking for anyone but myself i believe they probably didn't do the glasses and the um, th- that type of Samsung phone or whatever they did. I'm a lot of people have had a lot of trouble with that with 
not working so well. It works quite well with, you know, iPhones, but it just hasn't performed and it's hard to take on they do something like Chloe it's hard to to take on something like um, the Amazon product or even the Google Assistant and I don't know that's that's just my opinion uh, you all can speculate or rather there should still be a free five minute calls, if they should limit those calls. But from what I'm hearing, there's going to be a conference call tonight, which they usually do. And she's saying that business is as usual. Um, now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But you know, Bill, it's not unusual for a company like Ira to find an investor to put more money into the company. We, this happens all the time. But Didn't the, it happen with Freedom Scientific? Happened at with some Freedom point? Scientific. It's happened with other companies who were are more blindness oriented products. The problem now, I, I'm hearing bad things about the glasses. Yet I have friends of mine who use the Horizon glasses and say they, it works perfectly. So it, it's not consistent over the board. So that. So that, that's the only thing I can say. I, I don't know if that's a problem with where, depending on where you're located. Right. And I don't. You know, I'm not saying that because I don't have them. I'm, I'd like them up at some point, but I, I'm wondering. I'm hoping the technology works. I'm hoping they can work with Bose or some other company to make uh, glasses a lot cheaper and a lot easier. That's all I'm saying. Uh, a lot cheaper and a lot better. But that that's speculation on our part as to if that will ever happen. Oh, there's a, okay. Anyway, but I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful service. It's changed our lives, and I hope it does continue. Um, well, it, I would think that it would continue, and if it ever did go out of business, I guarantee you, someone else would replace it. I, I don't that, think it would right. Go. It would right. It it would not. It well, they haven't let agents go, have they? I thought it was not that like I'm aware of. People. Right, not that I'm aware of. Mike, have you been following people on Twitter talking about it in the blindness community with, with this whole thing at all? I'm just curious. Well, I've seen a few comments. A lot of people are certainly negative about it. You know, some people feel anytime, anytime there's investment that that's a bad thing. And it's, you know, it could go either way. It, it could be a sign of trouble or it could be right. Someone that, that's going to put some resources into it and they want to put their name on it. You know, they're gambling. They're, they're investing money that may pay off and it may not. So... Well, I mean, look at Freedom Scientific when they bought out uh, Window Eyes and they and they got rid of the company. I mean, but this is a totally different situation. Yeah, it's a totally different because Ira pretty much is alone in that space. You well, know, these are typical they're what they call growing pains. A company gambles. I mean, you're seeing a lot of companies right now that were overevaluated. They had they the potential was believed to be far greater than it actually was, and. You know, your investment money can only go so far. You can't afford to lose money forever. You can do it for a while. I mean, you got Uber and Lyft. Great examples. You know, Uber's still losing money. So, you know, at some point, these ride-sharing services that we love and enjoy saving 40% over a taxi fare, you know, at some point, those fares are going to go up because eventually people are going to say, look, I can't keep losing money on this proposition. They're gambling that in time it's going to take off. More people are going to start using it. Actually, but I read an article. I want to mention at some point the uh, the new service that 
Uber's rolling out in some markets. I've heard Phoenix, and I've also heard or Arizona, and I've also heard in Florida, but uh, mainly I've been here in Arizona, where you'll be able to just call. Now, you do have to have some kind of phone, a flip phone, some kind of cell phone, and that you can actually call a toll-free number, an 833 number. Use Uber, I believe. It's 833, use Uber. And then you can actually have an agent uh, get a ride to come out to you. But, again, you do have to at least have a cell phone so that they can send you a receipt and, and stay in contact and let you know when the, the vehicle's coming. So for those that are afraid of iPhones or just can't adopt that technology, maybe this will be a new way for, if it's successful and it's test market right now, that uh, people can actually use that maybe to get to doctor's offices or one place to another. Uh, with this just might old put a, this could put Uber grandparents out. Of that, what is it, go, 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 go grandparent might put them out of business. Could be, could be. But here in Indianapolis, we've had, I think it's going to happen this next week, um, Yellow Cab has been sold, and there will be no more Yellow Cab. And Yellow Cab has been around Indianapolis for years and years and years and years and years, but they can't compete. So they were bought by a new service. So it's called Z Trip, and they've bought up a lot of cab companies throughout. So that kind of changes the dynamics too, and we'll see what's going to happen. So they're having their big meeting today for the drivers to see, you know, if they're going to have to reapply or what's going to happen. But there is going to be a change because they just can't keep up with the Uber or the Lyfts. And we, you it's know. a model that's uh, that the traditional cab company is going to go out of business. People are very upset about that. People who paid millions of thousands of dollars for their medallions in New York City and their and their and their medallions are worth nothing now, basically. So it is an issue that. But I mean, progress does go on. I'm, I'm waiting for the time when they send me a car and there's no one in there and it'll drive me where I have to go. I mean, I'm hoping that comes in my lifetime. I really hope so. <clears throat> So we have a call. Uh, Gail has her hand from uh, Minnesota. So let me get her in. You are unmuted by host. Go ahead, Gail, please. I know this is sort of off topic. But what about about people with um, dog guides when it comes to Uber and Lyft? Because I've heard that the drivers don't know until they get there. And some of them have left because... They've seen a dog guide. And they've Gail, that that that's covered under the Lyft and Uber. And if you encounter that, you can make a formal complaint to that Uber for Uber and Lyft, and those drivers are fired. I can tell you right now that I know of a person who's blind here in the Albany area who made two complaints, and two drivers were fired because they wouldn't take service animals. Right. So th- there's some things that you can do with your Uber and Lyft app, and you can send your driver a message. You don't have to keep that driver unaware. And if the driver takes your run and doesn't pick you up or whatever because of that, you report it, they're suspended right now. Thanks much. Thanks for your... They're, they're, they're gone. I mean, it just happens. That's one Did of those... Did you report that lady that was going to pick you up that day and told you she yes. was too far away? Yeah, I had a ride one day where I was working on a car and I got in the cab and... She said, I don't have time to take you where you're going. So you're going to have to get out. And I said, I'm not getting out until you have me another 
uh, a ride here. I'm not getting out of your cab because I'm in a strange area. I don't know where I'm at. And, you know, I'm not paying for this ride because you came here and did this. So, yes, I did. Reporter Jeff, do we have Marianne? Yes, we do. We're going to unmute her in just a second here, Bill. Marianne, you're going to have to unmute your phone. I just did. Okay, go ahead. You're, Good come morning. On in. couple of things. Um, for one thing, I do have the Ira glasses, and when they are working, they work amazingly well. I've actually been to theater and had it audio described, but I can tell you there was a time, there were two shows that I was having described for me live. The first show, the audio worked, the, the glasses worked perfect the entire way through. The second show, I stopped probably not even 20 minutes in because they kept it kept losing the connection. So it's it's um, it's variable depending on how things go. Uh, with the Lyft and Uber thing uh, with uh, with guide dogs, yes, it's still against the rules. I have a dog and have had to report several different drivers at different times for leaving me. The other thing is for anybody who. Um, is uh, who travels with a dog guide, and the, and, and there's this problem. The uh, the NFB uh, Nagdu app is still recording on um, reporting all successful and problem Lyft and Uber rides as part of the national studies, and they're definitely looking for data because it's the last year of the study, and if there's a not enough proof then the laws may or may not change. Can you spell the so, name of that app, please, Marianne? N-A-G-D-U. Okay, and that's available National on the Association iPhone? Of, yes, National Association of Guide Dog Users. Uh, but there's places online for doing that reporting as well. And so whether you're having a good experience or bad experiences, those reports are definitely uh, being sought so that there can be some some fair reporting for uh, for study purposes and so on. And they ask for what the results are when, when you do have to report a, a, um, a driver. They want to know uh, which, what, um, what happened with that, whether the driver was suspended or fired or just uh, retrained or whatever kind of routine they say happened with that driver. Those things are all counted. Yeah, and you can report that also at nfb.org slash rideshare. And that is Thanks for the website as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean I keep it on my home page just because it's it's uh I keep it on my home screen on my phone and such because if we're not reporting it, we're the only people that are affected by it. What we need and this is gonna lead to some other topics we'll have here in just a moment, but it is important that you be proactive and say, Hey, this is not right, and let them know because they will do something about it. And absolutely, you know. And uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, I was going to say for those who are keeping track with me, I'm down to twelve pounds lost. Great. Keep and that going. I, I plan on it, and I am going to my congressman's office today. And part of what we're talking about is kind of along the same lines of what Bill was doing, because one of the things that we're wanting to make sure is that uh, one of the bills that we're talking about is making sure that home electronics and health monitoring and so on and so forth 
is accessible. Well, we're just so happened you mentioned that, Marianne, because <laughs> we're going to be talking about that in, in just a moment. We're going to talk about that. And this may get me in a little trouble, but we're going to talk about it in just a moment. Okay. This is right along the same route. Awesome. Uh, so just stay tuned and listen and then jump back in. Um, I could do that. All right. Um, we have one from Bill. Jeff? Yeah, he's here. Um, I'll get him. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, uh, of course, I don't use a dog, but I know I've had friends that had dogs. It, does, does people make a notice when these people pull up that won't take you in the Uber or Lyft or cab because you have a dog? Do they realize that possibly they're, now this is most of this, they're of maybe the Muslim faith. They do not plus one dogs because it is a sin to carry a dog in their car. It, it, we know that, Bill, but, but the law doesn't doesn't. I know, doesn't and the law doesn't cover it, but what I'm saying is that if they pull up and don't know it, they're going to, the first thing they're going to say, they don't care what the law says they can or can't, but if, they get, if you press it, if you push it, then they get in trouble or get fired for doing it or get their license suspended. But that's the main thing. A lot of these people are that pull up are from uh, Muslim countries and their drivers, and they will not take dogs because they won't even own a dog. Well, in Albany, so. I can tell you right now that there are fewer and fewer Muslim drivers doing because they oh, yeah, because I know. of I that know. dog it's thing. It's getting fewer and fewer, but I'm saying if, if some people might notice that, that that's what happened because I know a guy years ago that was a little hair field. They had a, had a guide dog, and he got in the cab, and the cab wouldn't take him because the guy told him, I can't take a, take your dog because it's a sin to me because you're, I'm Muslim. He actually told him, but he sued, and he won it, but I'm saying that's, we understand, that, that's Bill. another thing yeah. to look at. Okay. Well, the problem is, Bill, he can do that, but they're made aware when they hire on for that job, if they pay attention, that you have to do that and if you don't then you take the consequences so you know if, if you better look for another type of work Marion had her hand okay. raised one more time All I'll, right. I'll get to you right here go ahead Marion I'll make this one very quick I used to have a couple of friends who were Muslim especially when I was in high school when I got my first dog and they said, no, it's not that a dog can't be in their car or a dog can't be around them. It's that they can't touch a dog. And a lot of people take it to mean that dogs can't be around them at all and so on and so forth. And I can tell you a lot of the drivers around here who have passed me by, some were obviously of what you might call Middle Eastern descent, but there were some who weren't. And they just didn't want dogs in their car for whatever reason. And frankly, I don't care. It's the it's the law. It's the job. And if they don't want to do the full job, then they don't need to do the full job. And I'm happy to help them find a new career. And Marianne, I, I will say something because I, I had a Uber driver say to me, I was trained when I when I took the Uber job. It said to me that we that you are not allowed to refuse service animals, meaning I, I believe it's the dogs. You're not allowed to refuse them, and that's what he was told in their training, specifically. Absolutely. And well, and Uber and Lyft both actually send out reminder emails and so on and so forth to their drivers to state that they they and they they and they have to acknowledge it. They have to go online and acknowledge before their job continues that they know that this is the law and that it's part of their responsibility. 
So nobody can claim that they're not trained. And the big thing is, and Marianne, I think you would have to admit this, is the big thing is, no matter what you do to train people, no matter what you, what the law says, you, the, I, I've always said this when, when I was doing speeches on affirmative action and web design, you can't legislate attitudes. Now, that's nope. why you need strong laws to make sure that, that people who have those attitudes don't work in that particular field. And, and I offer, you know, with, with our, uh, with my NFB chapter and other people and whatever, I offer to go out and train and talk to people and let people meet guide dogs and understand the difference. Because th- there's so many people these days who get into cars with their quote unquote service animals, and that's a whole different thing. But when I get into a car, they're like, oh my God, your dog is so well behaved. Like, this is the way every service animal should be in your car. Any animal that's not behaving like this, in my opinion, is not a well-trained service animal. I got in a cab once with a man that was afraid of dogs and with my guide dog, and I forget where he took me. Anyway, when I got ready to get out of the cab, he said, was that dog back there the whole time? I said, yeah, she was right here the whole time. He said, I don't believe it. No. I'm scared to death of dogs, and I didn't even know she was there. She just jumped in while we were driving. Wow. Well, see, there you go. That's the way they ought to be. Yeah. All right, we have oh, one more. We have one more hand from Gail, but I know you wanted to get to your topics, and there's a topic that I wanted to talk well, about. All right, let's get, let's get Gail in real quick, and then we can. Okay. <laughs> you are unmuted. So go. go. Kudos to Mary Ann. I give her, I give her you know, keep up the good work. You know, keep oh. up the good work and, and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Gail. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about this accessibility and attitudes just a little bit here. Now, we were considering getting a, um, what it is called, an Amazon, whatever they're called, that's a... It's smart a oven. smart oven. Well, I went to order it, but I found out it cannot go over the range. So they insisted that it be over over the range. Well, when when that wasn't possible, they've got some type of kit. I guess you can build it into something. But I guess the point being is there's a contention that want you just to take a microwave or any microwave and accept it for what it is and not care about accessibility. But if I'm going to spend that much money, I want to make the the microwave accessible as possible. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles, but I have to be able to do the basic stuff with it. You know, and that's that's kind of my take on that. And I'm now I'm kind of fighting an uphill fight here. But I don't think anybody's saying that it shouldn't be accessible. But there's has to be some that don't have all the dumb menus, so that only so that you can label it and it would make sense. Uh, Jenny, ours has a lot of buttons, and you can get into some menus. But you can also punch in the numbers, punch in your power level if you want to. If you don't want to use the menus, you can just punch in your power level. And we've had it about 
three years and I've been really, really happy with it. I checked with Home Depot. They do have the model number. And I would be willing to attempt to make you an overlay like ours. But, if it, you know, that's what I'm saying. If I'm not going to just buy a microwave, just... Well, nobody's telling you to. I mean, but that one we had, even there were so many menus to that thing, there was no way. There's no way, that, the right. That you could use it. It could be used. And Any... you couldn't use it with the iPhone app or anything else. Anybody else have any experience with that, or should you just settle for whatever some people want you to have, or should you say, no, no, there's got to be something a little better here? Well, before you, I think I don't think any, you should ever have to settle for anything that you don't want to settle for, Bill. That's the only thing I, I, I would say is it, you shouldn't settle for it because, well, there's nothing else out there because if 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 like like Chris and Dave said, there's another microwave oven that's uh, made from Home Depot that, that you can buy at Home Depot, and maybe you could get the same one at other places. That that would solve your problem. Then you know that's how I feel about it. We have two hands raised from Bill and from and from uh, Ellen in uh, Albuquerque. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. You want me to take Ellen first? Then yeah, it doesn't matter. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Anybody, it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Ellen. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just wanted to say, in regards to the microwave, and now I, mine, what I had done is I took Dymo tape and I labeled the one the the button the ones that I needed, and that worked beautifully. And what I did um, a while back, my first one, I had taken a sheet of paper and I cut the the you know made the numbers using the braille writer and then and then I just took you know cut the paper accordingly and then just stuck that on there uh, with tape and it worked out just nicely um, but now I'm a like I said I'm a huge fan of dymo tape and this thing has worked beautifully so very good Ellen throw that out yeah very 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 good and I always try to find clear Dymo tape because I, I don't want the appliance to look like someone's blind using it. I want to be right. clear Dymo tape that's, so a sighted person can still use it. Right. That's what I use is the clear. The trouble is even with even with all the clear Dymo tape and whatever, with the Whirlpool we tried and sent back, you you couldn't do it because there were so many submenus under the menu and not everything performed or acted to the touch there was just so many different ways that it just didn't work so well let's see Jeff we have more we got Bill we got and Bill, okay and we and Marianne again so okay we'll get we'll get to you as we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to Bill we'll get to you Bill sorry about that Bill yeah uh, I've had a microwave probably about 11 years Homer range and, and I dino taped them like Ellen did hers and I dino taped every every button like you know the button that said popcorn and put PC or big potato put BP I only made my own abbreviations but the other day I was listening to well, one of our competitors ACB radio happened to have it on and there were some guys on there talking about new products and they bought I forget the brand name but they bought a microwave from Amazon 
And when they bought it, Amazon called them back and said, oh, you know, if you need it, we have an overlay for this microwave you're ordering. It's in Braille, and it's free. And it just, he explained it was just a large sheet, uh, plastic sheet that had an adhesive on the back. And you just, it told you how to line it up with a microwave and laid it on, and everything is right there. That's the smart oven. Right, and see, uh, that was the point. I didn't, I didn't right. catch, well, I know it was something yeah. to do with, I, I caught the, I caught the, I didn't catch the very beginning of the program, and I know he was talking, just I talked about the, the uh, overlay and what it did. Okay, a uh, smart oven, and okay, that's, they could do the same thing with a microwave. They could do the same right. thing. Right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, the problem Thanks. is, Bill, it wasn't that they don't have this one out from Amazon, but they wanted a over the counter range and this was not an over you know where you could you put the microwave over the counter it would not do that so you would have to put it on your you know countertop or wherever the case may be and that was the big downfall to that it wasn't the fact that it wasn't marked or whatever the case may be but that was that was the big thing but it is marked, and I have to applaud him for that. Let's see, we got some more, Jeff? We got Marianne again. Okay. Marianne, go ahead. I, uh, well, a couple of years ago, almost a couple of years ago now, we had to buy all brand new appliances for our house. Our place was being remodeled, and we did go with some Whirlpool and such. But uh, we were very specific about some of what we wanted. And I do actually have a microwave that does not have a million menus. It is an over-the-stove, because why wouldn't you have something up high if you could keep your counter uncluttered? Um, And if you you want that model number, Bill, I can definitely send it in your direction. I did Dymo tape labels for it and so on, and I can get it to do all the major things I want a microwave to do. Uh, from from its own sake but I remember when we were looking for all of this stuff even with our oven and uh, the flat top range and I do love my flat top there are only a few out there that actually have enough texture so that you can feel all the burners and know exactly where you're laying something down that's pretty rare to find Um, so I went touching every stove in Home Depot until I found what I wanted and then I went to Ira and I said, here's the model numbers of the things I want to buy. Can you look up the manuals for me and tell me whether the menus cycle or whether they default back? So that even with the things that did have a menu or two, you would know if you turned it off, the menus went back to zero. And all of those things being valuable, I ended up with a great bunch of appliances because, because I did the homework. You know, Marianne, I have a flat stove with a, with a, a glass top. It came with my apartment, and I can feel the circumference of where the burner is and where to put the stuff on without a problem. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's just rare. It's rare. Most of them are completely clear, and they just feel just like your iPhone screen. Yeah, but mine does too. But I can still feel when that heats up, and I can feel where to put the pot yeah. where I'm cooking. So it's a matter it of a preference. Up, if you're using an electric range, it heats up slow enough that you can touch it enough to tell where the burner is. Mm-hmm. Understood. That is we ha- true. And we do. But Marianne, I really applaud you because you did the research. You know, kind of like Chris, you did. You did your homework and your due diligence and found 
that you just didn't accept, well, if you have one function work, it's okay. No, you don't have Mary to. Marianne, I wonder if you have the same one we have because we got it from Home Depot too, and it was about the same time. <laughs> Probably, possibly so. <laughs> what brand is yours? Whirlpool. Whirlpool. Oh. Yeah, they had they had some great Whirlpool sales going on. We got the the dishwasher, the microwave, the the flat top range, the fridge, everything. It's a real challenge we all face, but I would I would hope that you would stand up and say no. I need you, you try to make the best of it. Absolutely, and that's why that's why I'm going to bat for this whole thing of new technology that comes out making sure that there are some things out there that we can use right out of the box so we don't have to keep doing that much homework that's exactly in order to say well you know the yeah this thing is really really great but no i can't use it i don't want to buy it right well talk about accessibility marianne maybe you can go for that for us with uh, national with the nfb and it could be acb as well chris and i are boiling mad now, I don't want to get in a bad way with Chris because when she gets mad, I'm running. I'm running the other way. But well, she tell me I, quick before I order my Uber. She and I are both mad about the QVC app. And Chris, if you want to come in and, and help out here, too, uh, the QVC app was updated. And, of course, I update my apps on a regular basis on my iPhone because if you don't, they eventually won't work. Well, I got a call from a friend of mine in Hawaii on Sunday saying, hey, you know, your QVC app is not working on the iPhone. Well, of course, when you update your apps on the iPhone, I'm going to say this quickly. Uh, they don't update every app at the same time, so that if there's an update for QVC, they're going to pull the updates down gradually so that they're not going to overload their service. Update the QVC app, and VoiceOver doesn't work, and when you put on a QVC with VoiceOver, you get a blank screen. You get a bunch of clicks, just a lot of oh, clicks. It's terrible. So there's nothing. I mean, your status bar is at the top, and that is all. And. Yep. With your time, battery, and all that, nothing about QVC. Put your Nest and app you, into that, too, the Nest If you tap app. on it, it just says page one of 12. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so helpful. Yes, I've had well, that happen with Nest. So. Yeah, I, I thought maybe with your you – know, I'm not really into these organizations as much as you are, but maybe if you know someone at, at – uh, I'm not looking to loss. I'm not looking for a lawsuit. I'm looking for a remediation. You no, know, well, a lot of times lawsuits start just so that policies change. Most of the time, they don't end up even needing to be settled. The main thing is it draws awareness. Well, I'm asking everyone who uses... And yes, absolutely. I would say everybody who is everybody, contact QVC and say, hey, guys, you guys updated your app, and now none of us blind, uh, none of us blind shoppers can use it. And I would say that if... And, and I would say even go further... That if this app is not Phoenix fixed, we won't shop at QVC. We don't have to shop at QVC. That's there are, right. There are, other, there are other places to shop. Thank you, Marianne. Amazon's app works really well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we we have Shirley. Yeah, we Amazon got Shirley well. in 407. Let me get her. Okay. Oh, Shirley also out in the beautiful state of Florida. Go ahead, Shirley. Hey, thank you so much. You know, we recently had an experience uh, in an apartment where they had to put a new microwave in, and... Um, I said, you know, I told them we would like to know what they were going to replace it with. So they sent us the model number that they were going to replace it with, and my husband looked at it and said, oh, that's not really going to be very workable. Um, you know, can we have any input in this? And they said, well, you know, they kind of gave us a certain 
um, price range of, you know, around the price that that one was going to be. And they said we were welcome to go to Home Depot um, and look. And if we could find one that we felt would work better that was around that same price, they would be happy to buy that instead. So that's exactly what we did. Um, So, you know, I guess the thing I would you know, really say to, to Bill the same thing everybody else has. Either you've got to be satisfied in your own mind that it's going to be workable for you, whether you can, you know, put your hands on it yourself, which is what I would definitely prefer to do if you can, or if you have, you know, uh, trust in someone that you know knows what's going to be accessible, like someone like Chris or somebody like that using it, that you can feel comfortable with, you know, her telling you, you know, this is wonderful and, you know, you really shouldn't have any problems with it. If there's no way you can touch it, um, then, you know, I just would not go with something somebody's trying to sell you um, unless you have the comfort level that you're going to be able to use it. Right. You know, you feel like you're apologizing because... You want something that's going to work for you. at all. Yeah. You want it to work. You know, don't let anybody ever make you feel that way. It's your money. You know, the way I feel about it is it's your money. You're the one that's spending it. Um, And, you know, you've got to feel good about it if you're going to be putting the money out. And, you know, you're the one that has to use it every day. So I wouldn't let anybody make you feel like that. Yeah. Well, when I come to your house, Shirley, you can make me... You can make me dinner, Shirley, okay? Sure, anytime, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's an equal so opportunity a, you know, offender. Hours notice. Yeah. Right here. We have one more. You have another call from, I believe it's I believe it's Pierre. 225, the yeah, only one. I'm getting, I'm getting good now. I'm starting to memorize these things, Bill. Yeah, finally, Jeff, after yeah. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Go ahead, Pierre. Go ahead, go ahead, Pierre. Yeah, don't forget 225 now. Right. But, uh. Whenever Teresa and I needed uh, a uh, microwave, we went to, um, we needed an over-the-counter. And we looked in a lot of places, and we went to Lowe's, and they had a Frigidaire that it didn't have all the bells and whistles, the baked potato. It just had the the regular screen with the one, two, three, and zero, and uh, power, and things like that, but it doesn't have all the fancy stuff. And we just took some foam dots and put on there, and it works great. Right. And that's what I'm looking for. But but it's at Lowe's, and and it's a Frigidaire, and it's over-the-counter. And it it just has your basic touch screen. uh, But I had an experience uh, Monday. I needed a new washer and dryer. Oh, gracious. All the touch screens and everything on those. But I finally found a pair that uh, had knobs. And and that's very rare. But, uh, but the thing is, they, um, they sell you the washer and dryer. Then after you buy it, they say, oh, by the way, you bought a steam dryer, you have to have this little device, that's $22. The car doesn't come with the dryer, that's another $23. The hose for the washer doesn't come, that's another $25.
And by the time they got to Ed Known, a $900 warship cost me $1,300. Kind of like the airlines, Pierre, where they tack on that stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. What brand was that, Pierre? Uh, what, the washing dryer? Uh-huh. Whirlpool. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty interesting thing. I mean, they tack and tack and tack and tack on. You know, the cord, like this. The very affordable washers for both Roper and GE. They're very accessible. Isn't there a Roper GE, and thing GE? that you could buy for your GE that will make it accessible, Mike? There was a, uh, something that you hook to the GE washer or dryer or something like that. I mean, that. Well, that's, that's certain models, and, you know, that's just something a high school kid did with his dad. It's a $99 thing. You plug it into the maintenance port. Right, that's uh, the one I'm talking about. I don't know about. which units it works on. I mean, it's not like something that's regularly sold. But that is one option. If you Gail, have. you have your hand raised, so I'll, I'll get to you right now, and we'll continue here. More unmuted by host. Go ahead, Gail. Uh, we have work. microwaves here in our apartment, and I have a really nice maintenance guy. One, two, two, five, um, his three, one, mother was six, blind, five, so he kind of knew what to do. He put bump dots on that and showed me what was going on, and I've had no problem except when the bump dots, when the backs of them, you know, slip. That's that's why I like Dymo tape a little bit better. But uh, I, I brailed up my microwave in my apartment when I moved in here back in 2013, and they've stayed ever since. So I've never had a problem. And so that lately, uh, the bump dots I have now, I've had no problem with. Uh, they're staying. You know, it's everything's working just fine. Great. Okay, I, Jeff. I, I agree with Marianne, Bill. I, I think there should be legislation. That, that that provides for standards to make appliances accessible. But I, I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime, unfortunately. And I, I know I'm very pessimistic. I, I see the glass half empty, not half full in this particular regard. Do we have anybody else, Jeff? Because nope. I think we're going to ask Mike so. a question. And this is kind nope. of not about accessibility, but it's a, a situation. If you feel comfortable talking about it, Mike, the, the bus ticket situation. How they? Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, uh, Abby went home on Sunday, and we had a situation where the bus station was closed. I said, well, "No worries, you could just get on the bus, and then when you get to Indianapolis, you can buy your ticket there." Uh, so, again, lesson learned: we should have done it online. But this is a Greyhound issue, and that that could be a whole another hour by the time people start complaining all the Greyhound issues. But so when she got there, they claimed. It was a totally different route than she actually took. And the bus that would get there would actually be two hours after she was already there. <laughs> and, of course, you know, you're talking $62 different. So what if you didn't have that money on your credit card or, you know, you, you, know, you don't want to refuse to pay it because you could sit there and be arrested. For, you know, so it was a very awkward situation. And, of course, Greyhound says, well, you bought it. Well, yeah, it was kind of under duress. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and not pay you what you tell me I have to pay you or risk sitting here getting arrested. So it's a very awkward situation that we're still trying to get resolved. But it just, uh, I don't want to get on you know, my Greyhound bandwagon, but it's just a questionable company. And we don't know if it's intentional or not, but. You know, Abby, Abby and I are more like advocating for because it isn't really just just a disability issue at this point. 
if people are being routed out of their way for things they didn't even use. Uh, so, so the whole thing there is advocacy, and how do you do that? And like I tell Abby, well, you, first you got to ask for level two support. You got to go up a little higher, and then we came back and contacted the the person who runs the Evansville bus station, since that's where the ticket should have been purchased. But so I don't really know how to answer that other than going back into consumer advocacy and how do you resolve these kind of issues. And you can't just call up and speak with the first person you talk to. you got to get yourself elevated a little higher. She did file a – they do have a complaint process. Uh, so, again, it all kind of ties together what you were talking about before. It's all about due diligence. It's all about doing shopping around, knowing how things work. You, you learn first time. You do – you do something a little different or you just have a scenario that you didn't plan for. But that would, I mean, that's bus things a little more complicated because there's two bus companies. So she really didn't ride on Greyhound, but it's a company called Miller Trailways and Greyhound kind of does their billing for them. And I believe is robbing them in, in many ways, but it, again, it's a whole thing about due diligence and uh, you know, it makes me worry about the people who can't go online. We could have, we just thought, Somehow, you know, save a couple bucks and that way make the attendant of the bus station aware that you're someone who might have, you know, need assistance, which really didn't matter because we were outside anyway. But, you know, so it's, I don't know, advocacy never ends. It's something that we do from the moment we get up until we go to bed oftentimes. And, you know, as we used to say, talk about your issue about buying ranges that don't work or compromising, you vote with your dollars. You know, and again, if QVC won't fix it, you know, I saw some weird issues with their website. So you vote with your dollars. If a company won't meet your need, you try to work with them, reach out to them. Some will, you know, work with you. Some will say, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll take the loss because this works better for people. They can, they can drill down better. They can tap on something and then see related options. And yeah, but the problem here, Mike, is you can't tap on anything with this app. I understand. I just want to to clarify something. Also, Jr. Jr. Marianne's brother sent me a message. Jr. Let me clarify this. It's not the QVC website. It's the QVC iPhone app, not the website. I can use the website with no problems. It's the iPhone app. Well, I, I can tell you the website does not work with all screen readers. I can tell, I saw that for myself. So. Well, uh, they, they've done some redesign of it, and I've worked with it with Brave, the browser, and I've done it with NVDA and JAWS. And for me, uh, it, it has worked, but maybe uh, for what you're doing, you're, I, it doesn't. I, I can't answer that question, Mike, but it has worked for me. Well, they're, so. they're in transition, I guess. But So my point is you reach out to them, try to work with them. Maybe they'll work with you. But again, it's a whole. You got to get the right person. You can't just call up and speak to the first person you get. Right. You know that's a whole art too. You got to get yourself elevated to a decision maker in that company. You know, no that, question or doubt about it. Um, you have to just keep advocating and keep it going. My Nest app quit working since I came, and I went to refix it, and it gets to that screen, and you get those blank screens just like this and unfortunately this just continues to happen it happened with the june oven where it wasn't working as well and you just never ever know it's just a constant constant thing i don't know if it's the ios updates that break these things or the developers or if they just develop it once and say it'll work i don't know I think it's the developers. What happens with these companies like QVC is they get a they get a subcontractor to write the app, 
because I worked with subcontractors when I worked for New York State in developing apps that we would use for the public and for internal. And they and they come up with the app, but and if you don't give them the specifications, they're never going to make them. And what you have to say is, we need someone who knows accessibility, and these are the issues. And the, these companies don't do that. And of course, when they have to fix it, now they got to spend twice as money to fix the problem. That if they put the accessibility into the design in the first place, it would have cost them a lot less money. That that is the biggest issue. No question. Let's see what time it is here. I have no idea. It is a. Uh, 10.02. Well, we're just about ready to segue. Anybody want to wrap up with anything that we've no, not we're, left? We're, we're, so far, we're good. So far, we're good. So uh, we're going to talk about some thirst-quenching things, are we not, Chris and Dave? Yeah, um, we are going to do something that we did um what was it? A year and a half ago, but there's been a little bit of renewed interest in it. It's called a little luxury vitality mini water cooler. Now, since we did the demo, there are two mini water coolers out there now by Little Luxury. And actually, it's technically water stream, but the cooler goes by Little Luxury. Um, there's one that we're doing the demo on. It was the first one out there, and it's at QVC, and it's also at littleluxury.com. And the newer one holds about a quart more water for whatever reason. it's That's not much, but anyway, they decided to enlarge it slightly. doesn't really change the size. It's maybe an inch taller. And the price on Amazon for the slightly larger cooler is actually a lot cheaper than the other cooler. So just be aware in the demo that, and I'll be sending this out in the email, but the price on Amazon for the 2.15 gallon water cooler is $60.00. And it is Little Luxury Vitality Mini Water Cooler. And the price for the two I mean one point eight gallon water cooler is still ninety-nine dollars on QVC. Now you still get an extra filter with it. I believe I saw the price is $119 on littleluxury.com. Well, we'll we'll include that with the podcast notes and but first of all we're going to play it it's about 20 how many minutes did you say about 23 minutes 23 minutes so we'll be back with more conversation recipes and all kinds of good time savers tips and anything that chris makes up so we'll be back Good morning, everyone. Well, today we are going to talk about water. And the unit that we are going to demonstrate is a mini cooler with filtration system. Now, this is manufactured by Little Luxury. It's a pretty decent machine, and before we get started, I will let Chris give you a little bit of information about the product. I'm really excited about this product. I really like it. 
It is, we purchased ours from QVC. It was item number K47244. That's K47244. If you want to call QVC, it's 1-800-345-1212 if you already have a card on file and want to order it by item number. Or if you want to talk to a real person, it's 1-800-345-1515. We paid $99.99 for this item, and it came with an extra filter. Now, it's also available on Amazon.com for $119.99, but you don't get a filter. Well, you get one filter with it. You don't get an extra filter. It's also available at littleluxury.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-L-U-X-U-R-Y.com. And Little Little Luxury's phone number is 1-855-255-5544. That's 855-255-5544. Okay, well... This is designed to put, like in a, well, in my case, in my broadcast studio, because I drink a lot of water when I'm broadcasting, and Chris does too. (laughs) So we thought this was uh, really nice, because it doesn't take up much room, and it's extremely quiet when it's running. It is electric, so that uh, works the cooling system. There's a little fan in there that makes just a little bit of noise, and when we demonstrate it, we'll see if we can get the recorder to pick it up. Okay, well, to start with... Would you like its measurements? uh, The measurements are... The unit is, without the water bottle on top of it, is 24 inches tall. That's with the water bottle. That that is with the water bottle on top of it. Uh, And it's 8 inches right to left or wide and it's 10 inches front to back so it's a small footprint yeah so it doesn't take much much room and on the cooler itself we'll do this without the bottle to start with the water bottle that's what you fill up to uh to put onto the cooler uh The only thing on the front of the cooler, um, there is a little, when when you take this cooler out of the box, you get three things, well, actually four. Uh, we did because we got the extra filter, but um, when you take it out of the box, you have your filter, and you have the water bottle and the cooler itself. And it it also has, we got an extra filter, so we had two filters instead of one. And so if we look at the front of the cooler itself, um, there's also in the box, there's a little um, around tray. And down at the very bottom on the front, there's two little holes. Clear down against, I have it on a, on a table, and clear down at the very bottom on the front, right in the center, there's two little slots, and there's little round holes inside those slots. And there's a little round tray that you get with this. Um, it's about two inches around, uh, or diameter, whatever you want to call it. 
and you you snap that the the tray has two little tabs that stick out of the tray and what you do is you lay the tray down on wherever you're going to set this thing and you slide the tray those two little tabs that are sticking out into the two little slots at the bottom of the cooler that's so you can set a glass on there and it'll catch any little and it catches yeah any drips or whatever then if you bring your hands up um, probably a little over halfway on the front of the unit you'll find a water faucet and on the top of the water faucet there is a little valve that um, sticks up and when you press down on the tip of the valve it, it's like a kind of like a triangle thing with a point on the end of it and you can press down on the valve and that lets the water come out of the faucet into your glass it's kind of the same principle as the great big water coolers only it's 1.8 gallons instead of five so it's a lot easier to handle right okay that's all that's on the front of the unit now with the water bottle off of the cooler if I take my hands and put it on the top of the cooler, on top of it, in other words, I'm laying, resting my hand on the top of the cooler, there is a big round hole in the top of the cooler. And that is where you will take this filter that you have in the box. And the filter, well, let's see, where is the filter? Here it is. The, the filter is, uh, well, it's it's a long tapered gadget. It's round and it it it's wider at the top and skittier at the bottom. And then at the very top, there's a, a round lip that goes around it, and uh, that's about um, I'm going to say three inches around or in diameter. And then up at the top of that filter, there's also a a, a round cap. So what you do, the first thing you do is you take this filter and you set it down into that round hole. That's your water reservoir. That's your water reservoir. That's what that round <laughs> hole was for. That's where when you put the when you put the bottle on, the water goes down into this cooler through the filter. So, I've got this filter in my hand. I'm going to set it down into this round hole in the unit itself, which it is now. And uh, that's all you have to do with the front of the unit. And the only other thing you need to know about this unit is on the back of the unit, of course, obviously, you have the power cord that you plug in. And this one, you actually can plug it in um, before you know before you put the water bottle on although everybody has their own preference uh, there's nothing metal or any anything on this unit for you to get shocked on or anything like that so but anyway um, right now the unit is unplugged and to the I'm, I'm looking at it from front to back and uh, towards the back and on the back of the unit uh, you have the power cord on the left hand side on the back and then take your hands over to the right you will find a rocker switch that's your power switch when the switch is pushed up it's off when it's pushed down it's on 
and that's as far as the operation of the unit itself that's how uh, the unit works now we I, I do have the tray which I'm going to figure out what I did with it here we go I'm gonna set this tray on down onto the table and I'm gonna find those two slots on the front of the cooler and I'm gonna set this get my recorders out of the way here set the uh, tray down on the table and find those two slots on the front of the cooler and just take those tabs that are on this little round tray and press them into those slots which I did and my tray is at the bottom so I can set a glass on on top of that tray Excuse me. Now, the next thing you do, well, well, the first thing you got to do is you take a look at the water bottle. And let, Christine, well, let me have that water bottle. Okay, I have the water jug in my hand, and it holds uh, 1.8 gallons of water. And it's BPA-free, the plastic is. Yeah, so it doesn't have any poison in the plastic or anything like that. Okay, and there's also a cap that goes on. I'm not sure where it is. We'll get that from Chris. And we're getting the uh, water cap. Now, the cap that is on this bottle, or that goes on to this bottle, uh, what you do with this is one side of the cap uh, has a, it looks like a little, oh, it's a little round valve on the bottom of the cap. It moves up and down. It moves up and down. And uh, that's what releases the water whenever you press this into the, when you fill the uh, bottle with water and you set it down onto the machine, this valve opens up and feeds the water from the bottle into the cooler. Now, the the cap has a, that is the side, the side with the valve is what you put on to the cooler. And now this this the bottle has a big opening on it. It's probably about three, maybe four. three and a half or four inches the opening is in the bottle. So it's really easy to fill it up. You can take it over to the sink, put it under the sink and fill it up or, you know, whatever you want to do. Then you take this cap and the skinny part of the bottom of the cap goes down into the cooler. And there are almost ridges on the top of the cap, all the way around. Yeah, you can you can tell the top of the cap because it does. It has these little things that go around the top of it. Almost like it's scalloped, only they're sticking straight up instead of. Right. So let's see here. Now, the first thing we will do, I'm going to give this bottle back to Chris and the cap, and we will. Go over to the sink. We'll have to do some walking we here. Should, we should tell you that upon first use, which we have already used it, so we won't be doing this, it says you should run the filter under running cold water for one minute and then shake it a little bit to 
get rid of any loose carbon that might be in there. Okay. We are in right the laundry room at the big sink. And Chris is filling the bottle with water. And it'll take a little while because, like I said, it is 1.8 gallons of water that has to go into that bottle. So we'll... We're filling it. It's almost done. It's, it's just about full. We have pretty good water pressure, especially yeah, down here. One good thing we have about this house is high water, water pressure. water pressure and plenty of hot water, which we're not using. We're using cold, but... And you don't put hot water in the cooler. Uh-huh. It has to be cold. And it does say that in the... And it also says don't rinse the filter in hot water when you're first changing the filter to rinse it in cold. And we are just there. Okay, so the bottle is full. Now, the first thing she's going to do is screw that. Well, I'll have to go back in there because I left the cap in there. Oh, okay. Is uh, screw the cap back onto the bottle. So we're walking back into the studio. You want to catch the door? Where we have the, uh, where we have the cooler. And uh, closing door so the cap doesn't get into where we want to be. <laughs> Okay, now she is screwing the cap back onto the water jug. Okay, it's and, on. Uh, and she screws that on. Don't force tighten it. Just screw it on until it's snug. And then what you do is you flip the bottle upside down. And you bring it over to the cooler. And you set it down on top of the cooler. And if you line it up straight, it's going to set right down onto the cooler. And the water, it's now you can probably hear it bubbling. Into the reservoir. It may, the recorder may or may not oh, pick it'll, that it'll up. Pick I think it, up. it will. It'll pick it up. That recorder picks up anything. So it's going to take a little while because what it does, it it takes some of the water out of the jug, out of the water bottle, and and fills up the reservoir that, in the cooler itself. That's where it cools it at. The reservoir is what gets cold. And you can get three consecutive glasses of cold water out of this thing, which I think is pretty good considering that it's small. Now, it still has more water in there once you get the three and a half glasses out, but it'll have to recool the water that's in there. That's just how much you can get cold. And it cools it to 44 degrees. So it's nice and cold. You don't really have to have ice unless you really want it. You think I should turn it on? Okay, well, I'm, now what I'm going to do now, I'm going to reach to the back of the cooler and I'm going to turn on the power switch by uh, I have, uh, from looking at the unit from front to back and I'm going to take my hands behind uh, across the top and behind the uh, cooler and come down to the right hand side on the back and press down on the power Power switch, and I'll bring the recorder over. It's got a very quiet fan on it, and uh, I think the recorder should pick that up. Might even be blowing in my windscreen on the recorder. And the cooler is on. It's quiet enough, though, that the studio does not bring 
you can't hear it over the air if it's running. Right. Just hear everything else in the studio over the air. <laughs> yeah, like the furnace in the air. And, and that's really uh, all there is to it, other than, you know, every once in a while, take your water bottle off, screw the cap off of it, and, uh, you know, clean that up really good. And then on the cooler... Uh, and you can also you can also run the filter under some water to clean it and stuff like that if you need to. Uh, and then on the cooler itself, if you don't have the bottle on, it, on the back of the top of the cooler, there's a little clip. And if you take your fingernail and sort of pull forward on the clip, there's a big round circle that will pull out of the cooler. And that's just to take this, it's a little round plastic circle. It's like the top of the reservoir. It's like the, yeah, like the top of the reservoir. You can take that off and you can clean it if you need to. They suggest that you clean that, you know, if, you're, if your water gets scungy on there or whatever. Or if you have some hard water or something yeah. like that, you might yeah. want to pay attention to that. And if you don't, it's probably, you might clean it maybe once every couple of weeks or so. So anyway, that's uh, basically how the unit works. Um, it, and then when we want to get water out of it, we will oh, put... Well, it's probably not cold, but you could you could get some regular water out of it. Sweet. Except I don't see my As we find the glass that fell down. I don't know where... Okay, so we're gonna just we're just gonna get a little just bit. Just get a little so bit of water out of here, so you can, so you can tell what it's doing. You have the glass under there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and we got a glass, and probably didn't hear too much, but. No, because it's pretty quiet. It is, the, the unit is pretty quiet. Yeah, let me just have a drink of that. Huh. I'll give you the glass. Oh, thanks. And you can have what's left of the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, it works great. And it's pretty quiet. You know, it's a, it's a nice machine. And we thought it was pretty cool because we had a, a five-gallon uh, cooler. And it was just too hard to manage a five-gallon jug of water, taking it on and off and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just something. They just get really heavy. I knocked a five-gallon jug off of one of those coolers one time on the kitchen floor. It had a real mess. If you, and if you if you if you're in a big office, you know you almost have to have five gallons. But just for one or two or three people, it's it's a really nice size. So that's how the unit works. We like it. And like I said, when when you don't have any water in it and it's empty and you're not using it, uh, just turn the power switch off and and plug it in. And uh, by the way, I, I, I did plug it in um, just before I put the uh, turn the power switch on. Although you really don't have to worry about it because, there's, as I said before, there's nothing in this cooler that you can get shocked on. Well, I don't think anybody unplugs the five-gallon ones every time they put a new bottle. Yeah, because most of the time you can't get too plugged to disconnect it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've designed this with you know all kinds of safety measures and things like that. Uh, and after I unplugged it, I or I plugged it in, and then I turned on the uh, power 
power switch. So that's how the unit works. And I will let Chris give you the information about the product one more time. This particular one came from QVC. It is item number K47244. You may reach QVC by calling 1-800-345-1212 for automated ordering or 1-800-345-1515 for a real person, or you can go to qvc.com. We paid $99.99 for this item and received a free water filter, an extra one. Should you want to speak to Little Luxury, their number is 1-855-255-5544. That's 855-255-5544. You can go to littleluxury.com to see their website. The item is also available on Amazon. If you purchase it from Amazon or Little Luxury, it is $119, and you do not get an extra water filter. You can buy a pack of three water filters for $38.99. And again, the footprint is 8 by 10, and it's 24 inches tall with the bottle on it, so it's pretty small. It cools to 44 degrees, rather. And one more time, when you first get, when you first replace a filter, whether the cooler's new or whether you're putting on a new filter, it says to run your filter under cool water for one minute, shaking gently to remove any loose carbon. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo of the miniature uh, the mini water cooler fill it with filtration system if you have any questions you can always email bill sparks at bill at bill sparks.org that's bill at bill sparks.org or if you're on the list you can email the coffee club or you can call during this broadcast with any comments or questions about this item you may call 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. And when you are asked to enter your user ID, you press 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. And when you are asked for a user ID, just press pound. Well, as I said, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another another exciting exciting demo. demo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So let me give those prices one more time since that one is not correct in the demo. Amazon has the 2.15 gallon for $60. They do not currently have the... 1.8 gallon so far as I could find, but it is still available at QVC for $99.98 with an extra filter, and it is still available at littleluxury.com. So there's the difference right there. Um, The Amazon is $60. It's a little bit larger, correct? But you don't get the extra filter. It's one quart larger, and we considered redoing the demo but it didn't seem to be enough of a difference to really i mean one price to do but that'll be where you can 
I have all those contact numbers and all of that good stuff. Now, if that thing could dispense gin and tonic, Chris, I'd be a happy, happy camper. <laughs> it's a nice little item to have, like, in a studio or anywhere where you want a drink of water. True, 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 Jeff. I see Julie's hand. Yep, I'm going to get to her right now, Bill. Julie, go ahead. Yes, when you get the water into the cooler, how long does it take it to actually cool? About 30 minutes. Okay. That's for the whole cooler when you... Yeah. First. How, how long after you drink your three glasses, Dave, is it still 30 minutes? Or? No, it, it starts cooling as yeah. you use it. So. I thought it was more instantly. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Do you run yours all the time, Chris? Or is yeah. only as it needed? It we runs run all the time. time. It has a... It, it's got a thermostat in there, and if it doesn't require... To be cool, it'll shut down. Ah, very good. Very good. A nice thing to have. Maybe not right now. Well, of course, you'll want water anytime you want it. Well, now somebody's going to tell us really how to do it here. That's right. And by the way, Bill, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Chris and Dave, that thing, listening to your demo, it doesn't sound like it makes very much noise at all. So it sounds very, very quiet. So, Right. Well, the recorder kind of amplifies it a little bit, but... I understand. Bill in Chicago. Do you want me to get him up, Bill? Hey, oh, sure. Okay. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say that Chris and Dave didn't mention, do not make Kool-Aid or something like that in this because it will ruin it because my grandson did it to theirs. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's just basically <laughs> so water. Don't mix, don't mix anything in the water because you'll that's ruin why they the call it a. That's why they call it a water cooler. Yeah, what he thought because it, it had water, you could you could pour some instant Kool-Aid mix in it for a party he had. Well, anyway, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. I mean, the thing worked for them, but after that, it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. We'll make some Kool-Aid in this thing or some iced tea. Doesn't quite work that way. Anybody else have any topics that they want to talk about this morning while we're because we're going to be doing Chris's demo in a few minutes? Actually, we can do it right now if you've got a... Well, okay. This is a recipe for... They're called Catherine Hepburn Brownies. I have no idea if Catherine Hepburn was really involved or not, but that's the title. One half cup of unsweetened cocoa powder, one half cup of one... or one stick of butter or margarine, two eggs, one cup of sugar, or you could use half and half if you want to use some Splenda or whatever, one-fourth cup of flour, just all-purpose flour, one cup of chopped or broken up walnuts or pecans, and of course, that's always optional, unless you're making them here and then it's required, um, because I like them that way. One teaspoon of nuts, I mean vanilla, one teaspoon of vanilla, pinch of salt. Set your oven to four, uh, boy, I just can't read today. Preheat your oven to 325. Grease an 8 by 8 pan. Melt your butter and cocoa together in the microwave or in a small saucepan. 
stir it till it's smooth remove that from wherever you heated it at and let it cool for a few minutes put it in a large bowl and then whisk in your eggs one at a time or you probably could use a electric mixer briefly stir in your vanilla add your sugar your flour your salt mix that together and your nuts and stir that till it's just combined you don't want to stir it to death put it in your greased 8 by 8 pan bake it for 30 to 35 minutes the middle should still be pretty you know fairly soft so you don't want to over bake it so I would say check it after 30 minutes it may have to go for the additional five and that's Catherine Hepburn brownies and how do you make sure that it's soft in the middle you use a toothpick no you can't use a toothpick test very well but a lot of times on brownies if you take a butter knife and stick it halfway between the middle and the side and if it comes out pretty clean they're done oh, sounds good I'm get, every time you do this I get hungry Chris I'm sorry I can't help it <laughs> brownies sound pretty good right now what do you think of those I've seen them on QVC and I've seen them I think um, I have had someone who had them where you pour the brownie mix into these things and they make the brownies and you pull them out of the pan easy and you can I, I don't know what they call them but You've seen them on QVC. Well, there's two or three different things. There's a brownie pan where you make the brownies and you put the little divider square things down into the pan and you bake it like that. That's the one. Everybody gets edges. There's also one that has markings along the top of the sides and also on the ends. And there's a it comes with a lid and there's a little thing that's as wide as the pan that you find your markings on either side where you want to cut and you just press it straight down it goes all the way across the pan so you can cut along the pan that way and it's plastic so it's not going to hurt your pan but the problem with that is that works great but then you have to turn around and cut the 13 uh, inch length of the pan some other way. You either have to use that and move it or, or take a plastic knife and cut, but it, it works really well for just going across the pan. So the better one would be the first one you mentioned? Well, a lot of people use that one. I've used it a few times. I've, I've never quite trusted it not to stick. And I don't want to stand there and grease all those little squares, all those little sides, you know. But they do work. I understand. Sounds good to me. You know, my email's been down for three days. I couldn't get it to work right. I just did the same thing I've been doing for the past three days, and it just started working a little bit here. So... Maybe we're getting back. <laughs> I don't know. It's Murphy's Law, Bill. I'm telling you. It's Murphy's Law. There's got to be a better way than this email. I mean, email's wonderful, but just sometimes when it gets 
messed up with these internet providers, it can really, really, really be a problem. But nothing like a good cup of coffee and one of those brownies right now. It sounds go good that. to me. Yeah, I could go for that. Um, so, what? One of those we are going to go to where you suggested, Chris, after lunch. I can send you the model number that we looked at. Now, I don't know if they're going to have it in the store because ours did not. We had to call Home Depot, call Whirlpool. We asked all kinds of questions. We spent about two hours on the phone with some extremely helpful people and ordered it that way. So I don't know if the store is going to have it, but I will send you the model number. And like I said... If you decide on that one, I mean, I'm not trying to say you should or shouldn't, but if you decide on that one, I will endeavor to make you a one-piece overlay the like we have. And, I mean, I can't do it for any other one because I haven't seen it. But. but this one you know real well. Yeah, and it's got some junk on it, you know, but it doesn't hurt anything, and it's not real expensive. I forget the price I saw on Home Depot. It's well under $300. Sounds good uh, to me. 198 I think. Oh, uh, that's what we paid for ours. I think it's a little over 2 now. But at least it's still available. Um So we'll we'll know more about that in the day. Once I finally start getting my emails back, it's hard to be a personality on the ri- and do things and your email's not working. Well, you're dead in the water at that point if you don't have email, right? So, Well, I got it to work. I just couldn't reply back, and I had to switch accounts and do all kinds of things. Jr. I want to thank Jr. He told he just sent me a text message, message that said he did contact QVC, and he says that they are aware of the problem. I hope that I hope they are right, and they're just just not giving him a bunch of talk just to get him off the phone. So if they really are aware of the problem, let's hope that they can fix it. Thank you, Jr. For that. I'm still going to call. Oh yeah. The more people that call, the the more people you call, the better. Chris, Uh, I know you. I don't want to be on your bad side, my friend. (laughs) Well, no, uh, you know they are pretty reasonable, and they have a whole blurb about accessibility and screen readers on their website. So at least they know what they are. And I, I think they'll fix it. I don't know when. That's the problem. Well, it doesn't mean just because you speak up that you're not nice or you're whatever. You've got a right to advocate for yourself and be an informed consumer. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, what's that commercial here? I don't know. It's about one of the insurance companies is it is it Geico or whoever it is and he said my agent knows I'm not satisfied you know he had, in other words the guy's never said or he's just not satisfied and he won't take nothing but her best I think we got Julie. Julie we got one hands raised from Julie McCullough I'll get to her right now Bill okay okay, okay. go ahead Julie all right. Well, I think I think QVC will listen to Chris because <laughs> I think they'd go out of business if, if 
She wasn't. She was shopping with them because she's one of their more, more faithful shoppers. Yeah. They don't care about my little Nest thermostat. That's, you know, one little purchase. But Chris, she owns stock. You know. Oh, yeah. Chris, you probably enjoy the gourmet holiday stuff they have every 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 few weeks. Chris, that's that's what I enjoy the most is the food stuff. I don't know about the other stuff, but that's I really I like the gourmet holiday stuff. Yeah, you know, you you I feel the same way, but I just never know what to buy. My problem is they have such things in in high qual- quantities. Like for example, I can't fit some of the stuff in my smaller freezer. I don't have it, I, and my apartment complex won't let me put another freezer in the complex, and there's no room for it basically the layout of my apartment. So I have to think and figure out what I'm going to be able to buy and what I can't buy. That's the problem. If, if you get it, well, you don't cook, so it wouldn't do you any good. But I was going to say, anybody who cooks, either <laughs> oh, yeah. Rostelli ribeye pork steaks, they are wonderful. They are, are they like good. the size of a regular steak, Chris? Uh, individually? They're, no, they're like seven ounces, I think. Okay. They're good. But they're very good pork. They're very, very good, Jeff. So if I take them out of the bags and put them in Ziploc bags, because you could do that once oh, they're yeah. frozen, you can still they're, take them out of the They're individually sealed. Okay, so they're individual. Okay. And the smallest quantity I've seen is 10. Oh, that's not too bad. I probably could fit 10 of mine in my freezer. That yeah. wouldn't be a problem. He could eat 10 of that for his dinner. Watch it, Bill. Watch oh, it now. Oh, listen. It's easy to eat, too, if you're hungry. Oh, they're good. And what's the best way to cook them? Well, we always cook them in either the June or the air fryer. I've I've uh, breaded them and fried them in the skillet. We did them on the grill, too. Yeah, uh, we've done them on the grill, and I know Dick and Donna like them on the grill. We got them some for Christmas. Yeah, they're great, and I, I cooked knew, them on I the knew. grill. I well, knew this but, would get Bill out of the woodwork from right. Chicago, Bill. I just knew it. Bill's so. going to tell her how to Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, well, you guys can get all the meat you want. The best I like is Omaha Steaks. Their burgers are terrific. Their steaks are good. Everything's good. I, I love Omaha Steaks. I like some of their stuff, but, oh, these pork chops are wonderful. Omaha Steaks, can yeah. you call them up and say, I want me, I don't know, 10 hamburgers or good steaks? Yeah, Good you, can, you, you can take them. They sell them that way. And there's Omaha Steak stores. I think there's one in Annapolis area. I'm not sure where now, but, you know. And they ship it to you. I mean, if, once you get on their list, you'll get you'll get mailers about every other day with yeah. discounts. Buy this amount, you get $20 off. You buy this amount, or you buy this, and you get 10 burgers. Or, But I'll tell you, one thing that's really good is they're, they're, uh, it serves about four people. They're beef strong enough. Mm. Uh, oh, they make a terrific two-pound roast that only takes in 50, 50 minutes to bake it, and it's so tender, it, it just falls apart with a fork. You don't need to cut it and just pull it apart with a fork. I just made one the other day with potatoes and carrots and onion and stuff around it. For anybody just, that gets Schwann's, they have a good ready-to, what is it they call it, ready-to-make or ready-to-roast pot roast. It's good. Right. Just mm. in the slow cooker. Is that pot roast right, coming yeah. up? Do you cook it in the bag, or do you take it out of the? Out no, of the you bag? take no, it out of the bag. Okay, yeah, you take it out of the bag. You, you, there's there's a gravy in the bag when you saw it. It comes frozen when you thaw it. You, you use the gravy too. You pour that in. The, I've done it in the slow cooker. I've done it in the oven. Either way, I mean, this this roast goes both ways. I usually do those in the slow cooker. Right, right. I did mine in the oven the other day just to just to try the oven and see how it did. But it worked pretty. But they make. But their their stuff is good. I mean, it's 
I mean, it's it's some people might think it's expensive, but if you catch their deals, that's where you save money. You know, I can. Another thing that's good at QVC is that Heartland chicken breast. It's real chicken breast, and it's already oh, yeah, right. breaded, and it's good. Yeah, and, they, and Omaha has a great chicken fried steak. I'll tell you, they're really good too. They're breaded and everything in right there. <laughs> Heartland does too. It's it's right. real good. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's there's several neat places around, but I like Omaha steak. Better. Omaha steaks are they? I mean, are they comparable price to QVC? Well, I, I probably so. I really haven't. Isn't that where QVC price. gets their steaks from anyway? From uh, I don't know about that. I don't think so. They may get some from there, but they have a lot of other companies like Rostelli and Kansas, Kansas City, City Steak. Steak yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City Steak's supposed to be good too. I've never tried theirs. I like their burgers. I'm not quite as fond of their steaks as I am Sam's, but mm-hmm. they're they're okay. But I really like a good ribeye. Yeah, I do too. Especially when they're on sale. When they were on sale at Shoprite for seven nights for six ninety nine a pound, I I thought that was a good deal. And New York strips are good. I like anything that wouldn't eat me first. We got that, Dave. We know. I feel the same way sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. If you, any anybody ever tried the new plant based foods? I have. Um, I went to uh, Burger King with my stepdaughter because she's a she's a vegetarian, and I tried their Beyond Meat. Uh, Whopper burger, and it, it does taste like a, a regular hamburger. It doesn't. You can still tell the difference, but it's not as bad as some of the veggie burgers I've had in the past. But frankly, oh, yeah. if I go and I want, I, I don't. I want to eat meat. I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> I want meat, not this but artificial meat. crap. Meat. That's right. how I feel. <laughs> I see now they got a plant-based chicken too. And if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, they have a plant-based sausage sandwich called uh, right, Beyond right, Sausage right. or something like that. And they're all over. And you know those things, are, Jeff. They're not fresh, are they? When you go there, you have to heat them up, or they're those things you get from like Dunkin' Donuts or those sandwiches. They're not fresh, I don't believe. Well, they heat them up for you when you if you go and you take it to go, um, and and they're heated. If, they're already done. Yeah, if you have fresh. it, if you have it come through. Um, DoorDash or Uber Eats, they're also already heated. Right. But Oh, they are? Yes. But what I'm seeing well, is, I'll I don't say, think they're I'll made from scratch in this There was store. a big dispute here in Chicago. Um, I don't know if it was anywhere else, but they had a thing here where people were like, going to McDonald's and ordering the uh, whatever they call that thing. Uh, and they found out that the vegans found out that they were frying them on the same grill they fried the regular burgers on. Mm. And People got upset about that. Yeah, that made the news. I heard about that, Bill. Right. <laughs> of, co- of course, I I, I, I like to. I, I, I've used DoorDash as well, uh, Chris, and I, I, I think I, I may actually do what you do, and I may actually subscribe to the past Dash Pass because uh, I find that I'm using it a bit more than I thought I would. Yeah, do it. I've never, tr- I've never tried that. How does that really work good? Like What's DoorDash, that, Bill? DoorDash. Yeah, those it works. Oh, yeah. Works excellent. I mean, you get a wide variety. And, you know, we could spend a whole show talking about food delivery services, but, you know, it's but not where just... Do they get their, where do they get their food? Like from wherever you order, order from. Oh, wherever oh, you order from. Oh, I mean, you've got... Yeah, and the thing is, 
you might get once in a while an order that's wrong, but you get that if you go through the drive-through or go in and order too. At the restaurant, they always make it right. DoorDash always makes it right. You know, it used to be when you wanted food delivery bill, you got two or three choices: Chinese or pizza. Well, now. You can at any time get from 100 to 200 or maybe even 300 different restaurants. So I see Peapods going out of business. Oh, are they? I on the radio, the other Peapods it's a season, I think it was March 1 or something like that. Now, wow. you know why, I don't you? something about that as well. And you know why? It's, it's kind of like Uber and well, these grocery businesses came along did the job much better where Peapod was coming out of Chicago and they would drive this stuff to Indianapolis or whatever. It wasn't as fresh or it was frozen or this, that, and either. People want their groceries fresh. Instacart and right. Walmart Grocery both work really well. I'll tell you what, yep, it's nice. I agree. It's nice in the mornings if, if you, you know, I like the Egg McMuffins, you know, and, and it's nice. Uh, and they started delivering now a little earlier now, so you can get one like 8 o'clock in the morning. But I, I have also discovered if you want to order for the next day, like if you want to order two breakfasts and, you know, and put some in the refrigerator, if you take McDonald's stuff while it's warm, leave it in its paper, and put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the refrigerator, then when you take it out the next morning... Take it out of the Ziploc bag, but leave it in the paper, and the paper's going to be a little bit wet. It reheats in the microwave really well. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I've done that where I've stored them. I always store my stuff in plastic bags like sandwiches. Like my daughter sometimes brings in a, a maybe she had a, for lunch, maybe a Popeye or some, you know, some big sandwich, and she doesn't want it all. Well, she'll, she'll stick it in a plastic bag. Of course, in the wintertime, it keeps in the car for us. She throws in the trunk and it stays. But then I bring it in, and I leave it in the bag. I, next day, I heat up. It's just, just the same as the one I bought it today. My favorite, you know what? My favorite burger place is I love Five Guys. I don't know why, but I just love those burgers and love those hot dogs and french fries from them. How I many of those you That's eat? That's on DoorDash and Uber Eats here. Yeah. I know it is. <laughs> well, I, gotta, I love I gotta, them. I got to tell you about a place I found, and I, it's not really nationwide. It's mainly in northern Indiana, and there's one in Lansing, Illinois, called Round the Clock. You know, like Rock Round the Clock. It was a 1950s vintage place. I went in the other a week ago to uh, was going out to the Lansing Library to see the uh, guys called Spaniels Forever. It's actually the, the old Spaniels. The one guy's 82 years old. He still sings with the group. They're performing, so we went out to see them. And we went to this place called Round the, Round the Clock. And I went in, and they had what they called the senior's menu. Now, this, I don't classify this as senior's menu. You had to be 65 or older to get it. But here's what I got. A large salad, a, a big, large dinner roll, a bowl of soup, and I ordered shrimp and fries. They had other stuff. And you got your free drink and a free piece of pie for $6.50. That's one. You couldn't, you couldn't, in fact, I couldn't eat the pie, I had to take it home. I mean, it, it, it was more, I mean, the bowl of soup wasn't a cup. I mean, it was a bowl. I mean, it was like three cups of soup. Uh, and going the back to was, in, we go back to Instacart you were talking about. I did go into Sam's Club yesterday, and there is no markup on the prices. Now, I don't know if that's 
in all stores, but I, you know, I'm going to assume that it is until told otherwise. But there was no markup. Instacart's not cranking up the price. And, and here on in, on Sam's store, Martin's, it says everyday low prices, but on Target, it says higher than store prices. Yeah, we have the same thing here. And on Shoprite with Instacart, it says they're marked up on Shoprite. But when you go to Price Chopper or, or CVS or Petco or the other stores, it says everyday low prices. So you got to read what it says on the on the application on the app on the iPhone app. What what restaurant, Mike? I didn't hear that part. No, Sam's Club. I went. Oh. There's no markup on Instacart. There's no markup on the grocery items at Sam's Club. I think the only time there would be a markup, Mike, is if you weren't a member, obviously. Well, no, that's a 10%. I'm saying, just as you mentioned, Instacart now is forthright uh, about saying, hey, these prices prices are higher than in-store. So they're disclosing that now. But I, I just wanted to say that I went into Sam's and the prices were exactly the same on Instacart. So. Hey, Chris, does your Instacart have the same person do the shopping as the, as your delivery here where you are? Yes. What they're doing here in Albany, and I think there's so much demand for it, because Price Chopper says in their commercials, we deliver on every commercial. They say that. If uh, if they're really busy, they will have shoppers who will do the shopping for you, and they will have people who will do the delivery. Now, Walmart, they do their own shopping, and I believe they have Instacart deliver, but I haven't really been able to quite verify that. In Albany, they have... I had a DoorDash delivery uh, from McDonald's a few weeks ago, and I said, "Well, I said, you're busy today." She goes, "Yes, we will. We also deliver groceries for Walmart as well. At least here at Albany, that's what they do." Wow. Yeah, we think it may be DoorDash. Um, I I think it works better if they've got a shopper at the store that already has it prepared, and then the driver just picks it up because well, my instacart's prompting a new thing now and it's come up a couple times i have to shut down the app and go back into it to get past it or you have to actually click on the offer and then you can click dismiss but they're doing a thing now where they're trying to promote delivery all right they're trying to get to that point of having people that just stay in the store and shop and then people come and pick it up we've had some really good uh, Instacart shoppers. I know that some people haven't, but ours have, I'd say 99% of them have been excellent. I would agree. Ours have been very good as well. I've had no problems really at all as well. because, And I, I, and I like the idea that if they say we're running low on this product and they give you suggestions for the replacement or you can or you could say don't replace. I like that because it makes it quicker when you're doing the shopping. It really does. I like that too. Now, Walmart has a little thing that as you check out, you have to check the items you don't want substitutions for. And it'll say after you check it, do not allow substitutions. But the thing about it is, if you allow substitutions at Walmart, you do not get to select you get whatever they substitute now they tell me they're working on changing that and that would that you know, would be nice um, you know chris there was a time 
with, with these grocery delivery services that people were afraid because, you know, I don't want someone touching that produce. I want to make sure I know what that produce is. I have found that, that, that I've had no bad experience with produce and things of that nature. I, but maybe when I, when I first started year, about, about 10 years ago, because I started with the ShopRite and Price Shopper when they were doing it originally, there were problems. But I haven't found too many problems anymore. We haven't either. Same with meat. But it, I love the act, the availability of delivery, because it it makes living like here, where you don't know everybody, you can shop, you can do the things that you need to do, and you have full control. And we have Bill one more time. We're gonna have to start charging him, Bill. Yeah, he's already on retainer. One one question I want to ask. I've never used DoorDash or any of these delivery services because, you know, i got stores right near me or my daughter or somebody will always go shopping in there. Um, how, do you, how do you determine when you get the product back to your house to say, okay, this is Campbell chicken noodles, this is a uh, can of Hunt's tomato sauce. How, how do you, if you can't see it, how do you determine what it is? Do they, does the delivery guy sort it for you or how do no. you do that? No, you have to use the same method you would use if you were pulling something out of a grocery bag when you get home with somebody. I mean, like, if you can't see it and you don't have anybody that there that can, then you've got to use some app on your phone or something. Okay, that, that's what I wanted because, yeah, because I know they've got this new uh, Lady A, what is it, Lady A5 now that's got the camera that identifies stuff for you. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not all that great. Well, I didn't know. I just, I, I just saw I don't, it. I well, I understand it's not. Right. I just didn't know how well it worked. <clears throat> but, but I just, I just wondered how that, how that did that. You know. You can usually gets. get enough information. If I mean, you obviously you know what you bought, so you can right. usually capture enough words off of a can or a box to figure out what it is, and then I label it because I prefer having it labeled when I'm in a hurry and want it now. Right. Oh, also, real quick, uh, the other day I've got IRA using a five-minute free thing, and I called yesterday to, to uh, check my mail, because, you know, we can get mail Monday. Got a great big stack of mail, so let me check. And usually when I called IRA before, it would maybe within two, three rings they'd answer the phone. My phone rang 25 times yesterday. Finally, some guy come on. Is that due to wonder they're cutting back on staff or what? It don't know could just be. yet. It could, could be. be. Right? We don't know. No, it's it's everything. I know so we don't new. know, but I'm just saying. I'm just curious about because I heard you talking about the beginning. It could be, and I didn't get. You know, it, and I they didn't say that. They didn't say they were cutting back on agents, but they could have without us knowing it. So it right, happens anyway. sometimes, but most of the time we've gotten through. We've had a little tiny bit of trouble lately. Right. I mean, that's, so that's the first time I ever noticed that word. I mean, it must have rang at least 25 times. Because I'd probably to hang up and redial. I mean, it went through wrong, you know, or something happened didn't disconnect, right? And they're not always going to tell us everything they're doing. Oh, no, they're not going to tell you everything. But right. I'm curious if you, if you think that might have been part of it. Okay. Well, at this point, it's all speculation. It's, it's possible, but, you know, the, the problem, and this is the age-old issue they had, is supply and demand and having enough people at the time. They're going to have peak times. 
you know I, I don't care what no matter where you work when I worked in radio Dave could probably tell this there'd be nights the phones would be quiet and all of a sudden for some reason the whole shit the phone just ringing off the wall oh, yeah. same way working for the government that. yeah <clears throat> same way working for the government we got Julie and before we wrap it up real quick <clears throat> well also Ira has to keep in mind that they are serving a rather underemployed and sometimes unemployed population and with the prices for their subscriptions which they need to be um, it's you know it's kind of hard for some of us in some positions to be able to afford that well we need to be honest and while we're speculating here it it could be that uh, just as cell phone companies do and other companies do you get the free service, but those who pay get priority. And if there's two people calling in at the same time and one's a paying mem- member and one's getting the free, then the free might have to wait. And it's not an yeah. entitlement. It is a service that that is a that is a a service being provided, and they have the right to make money. I mean, that's, um, I had someone yell at me at an ACB meeting last week that they felt that IRA should be free for all blind people, and it was a government entitlement. You don't want the government involved with this. So government screws up. They can't even run Amtrak in the post office properly. But you think they'd be able to run this properly? I get it. They wouldn't. Tell us really what you think, Jeff. I did. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess we're about right. They do have some cheaper plans now, at least. And that's a good thing. Yeah, Yeah, you can for for $20 a month, you can get 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's a Plus, you're five minutes free. And with, with you, all those five minutes on top of the beginning of every call, you can really, I've lived on that, and it's worked for me very well. And I have minutes to spare because, you know, so it's, you can do that. I would like to be able to get a pair of Ira glasses that work properly because there are times if I go to a shopping mall, I can't really hold my phone in one hand and then and then hold my, you know, hold the cane in one hand. And, and you know, that's, it's a little bit difficult. You need to- a lanyard. That, that's how you solve that one. What, for the phone? Yeah. Just wear the phone around your neck and a little lanyard, and that way the cameras are, they can see. Then you just have but to the, turn your body, you got your hands free. But when the glasses work, they, I mean, that would be the ideal solution. Right. When, if they come up with glasses that are wireless, that, that aren't as expensive like, they were, they, like they've been talking about, with if, if Bose ever comes out with glasses with a camera in them, and Ira could work with those, that would be the nuts. That would be the way to go, I think. Oh, yeah. That would, that would work, but... Um, it would be a great thing, but they were just not. Oh, we got two more hands. Yeah, we do. Hold on, Tim. We're messing up your show. He's not doing a show. That's. Yet. I'm just I kidding. Think, yeah, I think Julie had her hand raised, but I think it was raised already. So, so let's get the no, bill I'm one. Yeah, you raised. Okay, let's get the bill one. Bill, let's see. I'm going to charge you 25 bucks every time you raise your hand. Now, <laughs> go <right>. ahead, Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, right, I'm, I'm kidding around with you, Bill. I'll send you a check with a rubber band. Thank you very much. I know that my rubber check could bounce all over the country. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to agree with you, Jeff. I just wanted to say when you made that statement, I agree. We do not want the government involved in IRA. For sure. No way. No, it's a private company. With it. You know, unless. Right. It, unless it's really going to be free and they're not going to mess it up, but we don't want them involved at all. No. Okay. No, good, good, good. Now we'll we'll move through our calls because we're working in overtime, and Jeff, yeah, 
demands a lot I, of money. I need my coffee coming up soon. Right. His food. Go more ahead, like JR. It. Go ahead, JR. I need coffee too. I'm uh, caffeine deprived. You know, JR, he's my buddy, Bill, that that yeah. hangs out at the Gateway Diner with me. We we cause yeah. more trouble at the meetings, right, JR? Absolutely. And Go ahead, uh, what do you want to say? I'm sorry. I'm just I don't think you. we caused enough trouble yet. That's true. <laughs> Go ahead, JR. <laughs> um, first of all, on the QVC thing, I did call into QVC. I, I, I kind of think I got more of lip service from them, but um, we'll see what happens with it. I mean, maybe they didn't know about the, the problem, but um, who knows? We'll see. But also, I thought about it. And I, uh, I'm an iPhone beta tester, so I also sent in a feedback report on uh, through iPhone through the iPhone app, um, and they do actually look at those reports. So uh, I'm sure something will come of it. I hope it does because I want my Nest back. You know, I'm used to setting my own thermostat. Yeah. Sorry, Jr. Just, and again, it's, not, it, it's it really it's not an Apple issue this time. It's it is their issue because the, it, it was working perfectly with iOS 13 when they updated the app last week. That was that what was what what, what caused the issue. So, so all right, I gotta get going here, guys. But any more <laughs> raised hands before I guess we're done. Anyway, thank I, you. For, go ahead. Go ahead. Is that you, Julie? Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to say I just signed up for Ira recently. And it looks like the, you know, the price for the glasses to is $25 a month. And what I had heard before I signed up was considerably higher. So it's coming down to a reasonable price where if you had, the, had the, enough of a subscription to get the glasses, you could certainly probably pay that off. You know, maybe when this all settles in, we should have someone from Ira actually come on the coffee club and and talk. We about can it. work on. And we we that can do something. That would be great. That would be great. Hang on a second. I'm checking here. What are you doing there, Tim? Oh, okay. Sam, you should be in bed. You're sick. Remember? <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Actually, I am. Oh, okay. He's sick of us. That's it. I'm sick. I I can understand that, Tim. <laughs> Here, you're listening to legendoldies.com, and we're in the in a extended coffee club today, guys. My keyboard isn't. Do we oh, have some? There is nothing. There's nothing. Okay. okay. Well, Bill, I have to get out. All right. Well, I gotta go. Because I'm on my way to enjoy some of this Florida weather and go to Home Depot, and I'll be talking to Chris, and we'll we'll see if we can't get this resolved. So have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate. It. And maybe I'll have my email fixed. And and all right, Gail, you'll get all that. Tim, you take care, buddy. Yep. Thanks. No show tonight, guys. Today. No show tonight. Today, I oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing my shows tomorrow. I'm sure. All right, well, you take care. Yep. Have a good one.